0: such as Neo-Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the next edition of Neo-Reality Collective. We're finishing off this last half of the week with some more news in the pop culture space. And one thing to start off with was that TikTok will not be sold to Oracle and Walmart. It has been halted. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the deal between, between TikTok's U.S. operations to Oracle and Walmart has been shelved indefinitely. The deal was initially pushed by then-President Donald Trump over concerns of the company's Chinese ownership, but the President Biden's administration said to put a stop to the sale as his own administration conducts the review for a possible security risk. TikTok's owner ByteDance is currently engaged with members of the U.S. national security teams to look into data security and specifically how TikTok collects data from American users and how such data might be used used and accessed by the government of Communist China. We plan to develop a comprehensive approach to securing the U.S. data that addresses the full range of threats we face. The National Security Council spokesperson Emily Horn said, to the Wall Street Journal. These includes the risks posed by the Chinese apps and other software that operate in the U.S. In the coming months, we expect to review specific cases this is in light of a comprehensive understanding of the risks we face. Trump originally demanded that TikTok sell the U.S.-based operations to an American company and Oracle and Walmart ended up jointly agreeing to acquire it. Microsoft was reportedly in the mix, too. The U.S. government under Trump also sought to look into the investments of Chinese internet giant Tencent, which was invested in numerous American game companies. And considering they just recently bought some major stakes and some stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again. But, yeah. TikTok, I don't use the app, so I don't use the software. I don't use its features. My sister's interested in this. She loves it. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the Chinese Communist Party, if they are indeed spying, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure them doing crazy dances on the internet is clearly vital information. Yeah. Uh, Good job. Good job, man. Coming March 18th, Borderlands 3's director's cut is coming. So, the big designer's cut update is coming March 18th. for also the director's cut... I believe the designer cut came out a little bit earlier. I could be wrong, though, but it was announced as came as part of the latest Borderlands show stream. As detailed on the stream, the director's cut update would include a new series of story missions with Murder Mystery Angle, along with a set of daily and weekly missions. It would also include collections of behind-the-scenes content, like concept art and storyboards. The behind-the-scenes content is said to include bloopers, cut content, and bonus footage. The big reveal, though, was the addition of full-fledged raid bosses, as uh, I can't pronounce this, Humvorus the Invincible, host Greg Miller noted that this is the, among the top requests from Borderlands fans. The door on Pandora that has been flogged since launch will finally open. They are talking forbidden doors! So, leading to the new content. You'll need to complete the main campaign to take part in the fight. You need to pay 500 idrium each time you want to unlock the door. The stream also detailed the new vault cards, which will offer exclusive rewards as you complete your daily and weekly challenges as you can get exclusive cosmetic items as well as a specialized look at the matches. The theme of the Volt card seems essentially to be a battle pass system. The stream also revealed a nice, uh, multiverse cosmetics, which rather than simply becoming the hero, changes their models entirely. The previously revealed final form packs show what the Vault Hunters would look like if they never became Vault Hunters at all. The new multiverse cosmetic pack is called Disciples of the Vault, and sells what they look like if they fallen in with the Calypso cult that drives the main campaign story. Those will come as part of the Season 2 pass. So, yeah. uh <laughs> <a> Director's cut... <laughs> I, I, I'm like, man, I, every time I think of, of cut content, I'm thinking KOTOR 2. my guy it was it, they dedicated an entire article on Wikipedia, Wikipedia explaining everything that was cut from the game, things that were scrapped, things that were in concepts, but those that were built in the game but then cut out but couldn't be finished in time. And it's like oh wow And they tried to bring it back. Imagine if they did the game today. And this time they could bring back all that content. I'm like, I don't think they have the source code now. I could be wrong. But it would be kind of awesome if they were able to reinvest and go back to the drawing board with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 and restore the missing content, especially that led to console glitches. Like Kraya, not, like, Kraya was in the original, like, in the, in the, quote, director's cut, was supposed to have her take off her hood, in the main game, the vanilla version, she was supposed to do the exact same thing, but apparently a built in glitch happened that stops her from taking it off because the content required it. But yeah, that, that's just a uh, that's just wild craziness I hear whenever I talk about Knights of the Old Republic 2 and it's cut content. Man, they should not have rushed that to market yet. I like it's a phenomenal story, the characters are interesting, Kray especially. I'm like, you see people making multi hour. Multi hour analysis deconstructing what her character is, but it would have been more interesting if they delayed it by about three months and then released all that extra content that would have really buffed out the story a bit. So let's move on. Overwatch 2 sneak peek is coming to BlizzCon here, and this is what the GameSpot expects to see. While you won't be able to play Overwatch 2 until 2022 at the soonest, Blizzard is preparing the must discuss the much-anticipated shooter, very soon. Blizzard has published a full schedule for the BlizzCon event, and it includes a 40-minute panel called Behind the Scenes of Overwatch 2. During this event, the developers will give a sneak peek behind the scenes of the game. Join them as they dive into the development process and share some work in progress, reads in line from each of the description. This panel takes place on Friday, February 19th, and starting at 3.10 Pacific Standard Time, p.m., Immediately after that, there will be a Voices of Overwatch panel where the voice actors from the series will discuss their experiences working on the franchise. The actors will also perform an iconic cinematic um, from the Overwatch series, which sounds like that could be very fun. After the panel, there will be another Overwatch panel called Overwatch Creating a Soundtrack, where the music director, Derek Duke, will speak with the game's composers. Composers! Outside the Overwatch series... The BlizzCon schedule includes several panels related to the Diablo franchise, though none of them mention Diablo 4 by name. One panel mentions Diablo, the gothic world of Brom, um, where the Blizzard artist Brahm <laughs> will be interviewed by his son, who will ask his father about his inspirations of the art of Diablo in a one-on-one interview. So, also there's more updates like uh, Diablo Deep Dive, World of Warcraft, What's Next, and, well, content and content. So yeah, we're all. So yeah, people want to see what Watch Two brings to the table, but considering what's been going on with Blizzard after what happened with Warcraft Three Reforged, probably not the best recommendation at this point. So earlier this week, uh, CJ Project Red was hacked. Those responsible took the source code to the developers' game, like Cyberpunk 2077, Gweet, and The Witcher Three, to an online auction, allegedly starting the bid for or $1 million, and it's selling the entire kit for $7 million. According to a well-known data security firm, BX Underground, the hackers posted the source code to the Exploits swarm, an internet forum populated by other hackers. The Underground said that the hackers started a bid for $1 million for the source code of Cyberpunk 2077, the free-to-play card-based game, Gweet, and an unreleased version of Witcher 3. The hackers are supposedly selling the code immediately for anyone willing to shell out seven million dollars. Update a mistake was made. They started the bid at one one KK or a million. This was assumed as a type of thousand. they meant in this tweet. They meant one million, they are selling immediately they are also selling immediately for or seven million. Oh god. Many of the files found their way to other spaces on the internet like 4chan and Mega, but have since been taken down by the moderators to ensure they don't end up in more hands. This comes as a CD project where refused to give in to the hackers' demands, who gave the studio 48 hours to come to an agreement or else the company's source code would be sold or leaked. The developer noted that an unidentified actor gained access to the company's servers. Erickson said that, to its knowledge, no personal data has been compromised as of yet, still, had pieces of highly sensitive information, such as, pro- such as developers' own properties, information, and data, have reportedly been accessed seen by the hackers. CD Project Red is working with the law to get to the bottom of the attack and bring those responsible to justice. So, yeah, when I heard this, I was like, they published this this whole hack incident on Twitter, and, and I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of bold. Like, normally companies would like to either put it, like, after the disaster goes out, they would go ahead and address it, but not when it's now in progress. Not when the damage was done And then say, you have $48 to respond. So they basically went with the whole, we will not negotiate with hackers mentality. But $7 million for all that powerful code, the source codes, all that data could be collected. And an unreleased version of Witcher 3. What's in the unreleased version? Is this like work build? Is this like a build prototype? You know, like how they mentioned how cyberpunk 2077 was built from the ground up to be pc based but then the whole complication happened and and they had to somehow balance it out to make it for consoles which always made me think so wait is there like a director's cut an extended cut that was cut from the game because you need to appease console marketers because it's not just a pc market space even though you could have made just a console edition banner and people would have been more forgiving for that, probably. I'm like, granted, I could be horribly, horribly wrong. I'm just thinking from a Stellaris perspective where they have so much stuff and so much gra- con- complex controls for for the Stellaris Invicta. Sto- <laughs> Why do I keep calling it Invicta? I, t- dang, the Templar Institute. Um, <laughs> They go ahead and and they talk about this and, and like I'm thinking like well, why can't they just make a PC version and then when they want to port it to consoles they make a console edition but noticeably it won't have the same something to it I, I can't get the thing right they won't have the same certain things like the PC version has as because PC was their main priority I mean granted it could be wrong and it does sound horribly unfair but this should have been really thought through when it was coming up but uh Yeah, Netflix is going to develop an animated adaptation of popular Redwall novels. Netflix has announced that Patrick McHale, the creator of the Cartoon Network series Over the Garden Wall, will write a feature film adaptation of the the popular British children's fantasy novels Redwall. The announcement for the upcoming show was revealed from a tweet on Netflix. We couldn't be more delighted to announce this deal, said Ben Holson, fiction publisher for Penguin Random House Children's Division, those primarily popular stories have been etched onto the hearts of millions of readers, and we are thrilled to partner with Netflix to bring those beloved characters on the screen for families worldwide to enjoy. This is what Netflix posted. Big news, the creative of Open the Garden Wall is working on a Red Wall adaptation for Netflix. I'm already preparing myself for the fi- for the feast scenes. <laughs> so this was a... The Red Wall series, is an op- it, a series of novels spanned 22 books until the death of the author... Okay, so it was 22 books. The books chronicle the adventures of heroic animals that inhabit the forest haven of Redwell Abbey, a clear inspiration for McHale's series about two half-brothers who travel through a mysterious forest and encounter many mysterious and strange creatures. The project, moving forward, represents part of Netflix's ongoing effort to remain competitive with Disney+, Plus, but also part of the continuing reality that COVID-19 is still impacting productions worldwide and animation is comparatively a rest-risky endeavor with fewer delays p- due to positive tests for coronavirus. So, yeah. Uh, so, I saw the Over the Garden Wall. That was a pretty good thing. Pretty good limited series. I would, honestly, be interested in The Red Wall. I've never read the books. And I've never even heard of it. But considering they had the guy who helped make the Over the Garden Wall, I'm pretty excited for that. So we'll have to see what they bring with that. But 22 books, man, how would they tell that in one movie? Or will they cut it down a little bit? Or will they make multiple movies? In which case, wouldn't this have made more sense just to make a massive TV series? I, I don't know. HBO Max's Gene Smart series doesn't have a name yet, but there's a good reason why, reportedly. The untitled, the untitled Gene Smart series coming to HBO Max does not have an official title, and it's just months away from debuting on the streaming service. The series follows a stand up comedian who lands a job writing jokes for an older comedian who works nightly in Las Vegas, the city that never sleeps. During the TCA Winter Press Tour, the cast discussed the upcoming show where they delve into why well the series doesn't have a name yet. I think part of what, of what the challenge has been for the titles is that the show really is trying to say so much at once. And I think trying to summarize so many different things with just one or two or three words is an interesting exercise. I think we're in the middle of that exercise right now. But the show is obviously a, larger, or a larger-than-life a larger person, Deborah Vance, played by Gene Smart, and is also by Two Handiness, to it but there's just so much that we want to say and so to kind of boil it down just for the quickie kind of title is just an interesting process and i think we're just really trying to find something that feels like it represents what the show is the content of the series is obviously more important than the title but a catchy title sure can grab viewers the series follows legendary comedian deborah vance who forms a dark mentorship with ava a 25 year old writer who ends up writing for vance uh Gene Smart says, Deborah's sort of an automatic pilot a bit when we first meet her, which is why Paul W. Downs, who plays my manager, has insisted that I meet his this young person to punch up my act a little bit, which of course I resent because deborah's always done with, done her own writing. And now of these characters, Deborah and Ava can agree on what's funny because com- comedy is very subjective. And it's all about the point of view of these characters. Ava's point of view is that if it, the masses think something's funny, then it's not cool. And the masses like, you know, if the people from Florida who eat who eat a panaria like it, it's not funny. Well, you could just say Florida and people would automatically get the joke what you're trying to say because Florida is crazy. Man, that's just a floor speaker right here. So I can easily get away with saying that. Right? So, yeah. Enbinder is exceptionally familiar with the world of straight stand-up comedy as stand-up as a comedian herself. I take it as a swing at, at, up there. She's They said, I try my best and I bomb and I do well sometimes. It's an unmasterable craft you can never be perfect stand-up comedian. While the show has the backbone of stand-up comedy, it is much more about Deborah and Ava's life off the stage and the relationship between the two characters from a very two different generations. Old school and new school. You just need to tell Vance, and then he'll probably get it, and then hate you for it. But yeah, uh, also, you could like, re-watch all the footage that you cooked up in production and try and try and get that feel like you're reading it. You're watching the show and you're watching your show right before it can air and everything finally come up with a quick name for it. And you kind of kick from watching the show, like maybe take a line or two from it, trying to get, trying to see if you could cut it down to see if you could come up with a name from it, like, or a particular theme. Like it's going to be interesting to see where they take that. So anyways, let's cut to cut controversial news. So do you have a card dune from The Mandalorian? Yeah, the star will not return to the series or the entire Star Wars universe. Lucasfilms has released a statement announcing the actress and former MMA is not currently employed at the company anymore, and that there are no plans for her to return in the future. This comes after a um This is coming after she had made a post on Instagram comparing the persecution of the Jewish people to Nazi Germany and Nazi Germany to hang someone for their political views. Oh, damn it. So let's see. So, okay, Republicans are, are being targeted. Like, I know I'm going to be a little political on this pop culture talk, but this is kind of related to it. You're going to compare the people having issues with Republican people after the whole misery that happened with Trump, at least in my opinion. If you disagree, fine. Just don't try and shove it in my face. I'm just speaking my opinion on this. You're going to compare people who don't like another person because of their political beliefs to a country that believed mass murder was perfectly okay, even when everyone was, even when the rest of the world said that's just the stupidest fucking idea in history, and you should, and we should stop you. I mean, oh man, like people died in the Holocaust. I mean, next thing you know, she's going to compare it to the Crusades and saying that this is like when we went to war. With, the enti- with another different religion because they took a piece of land that ultimately was not worth it in the end and ultimately fell to Jewish people because, I don't know, there's some irony in history going on right now. Yeah, so, she C- C- K- she got fired in a statement from Lucasfilm. She is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nonetheless, if social media approaches to entertaining people based on their culture and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. So, yeah, people were very divisive in her. The The actress has been accused of transphobia after mocking the practice of including pronouns in Twitter bios and also shared sentiments mocking mask wearing and fueling COVID denialism. The controversy was further fueled by tweets falsely suggesting voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Oh, dear. The insider source says they have been looking for a reason to fire her for two months, and today was the final straw, A insider source quoted by The Hollywood Reporter. While it was not confirmed, she was expected to play a part in the upcoming ranges of the New Republic, while other rumors suggest that the Cara Cedric subject show was in the works before the actress's controversial November tweets. Oh dear. Um, so what happens to the Cara Dune character? I mean, you could probably recast her with someone that looks like her. Like, there are people that can look like another person on the internet. And plus, there's CG technology. Or, okay, after the Mark Hamill thing, uh, maybe you should just get a YouTuber who knows how to do better deepfake technology than the multi-billion dollar corporation. Which is sad and also pathetic. That a YouTuber can do better than the multi-billion dollar industry company. That runs Hollywood essentially at this point. Because they bought everyone. So yeah. uh, Cara Dune's character. I think at best. I think they're just going to kill her off. Or maybe they'll just write her off. And say oh she she went off somewhere. Because. And they're probably going to. Or they might just recast her. I mean, this isn't like a Chadwick Boseman situation where Chadwick Boseman passed away, and it would be pretty difficult to replace T'Challa. But Cara Dune's removal, yeah, that's the much more difficult part. Like, get finding someone to replace the actress who played Cara Dune. It's like they could find someone that looks like her that can make the to make the convincement. But this is actually the bane of live action. If this was animated you could probably find a voice that can mimic her plus voice amplific audio tech quality changes can be made. But when live action happens it gets a little bit more difficult. And I had on my pop culture universe plan to actually review my discussion thoughts regarding the Mandalorian show but now it's more like uh, do I talk about Cara Dune? Do I not? Now I get uncomfortable about it. So anyways, uh, The Mandalorian is still not done in the news. Pedro Pascal is set to play Joel in the in HBO's Last of Us series. Cool. Like, yeah, he can make you he can work. There, he's part of the thing now, and he's, he's going to play Joel, which means he's probably going to be killed off in the most undignified way possible and completely ruin the game for everybody. So we all win in this. A new Star Wars game is coming from Zinji. E is coming this year, but we still don't know what it is. <laughs> so this is the social mobile game giant working on new Star Wars game is releasing this year. The San Francisco-based company is saying that the new Star Wars game should soft launch early in the summer. Mm-hmm. The full launch could happen by the end of the year, but they're tend- tempered its statement by saying it's the only possibility Nothing's nothing set in stone yet. So, if it's a mobile game, I have no care for this, so let's move on. So, the upcoming. So, there's a game that was cancelled. It was unreleased a few years back, and it's now coming back, called Six Days In. I can't pronounce the name, but I'm pretty sure I butchered the name wrong, so they should just rename this to call it Six Days. Uh, just to, you know, so pronunciation could work better. It's set to return in 2021 from develop from the former Halo and Destiny developers, not Bungie, but it's being made by a group called Highwire Games, the studio behind the VR game Gollum. It's developing a new edition of Six Days, taking over the original work done by Atomic Games. The game was initially announced in 2009, but it was shelved amid controversy over its subject matter. The first person, the game is the first-person tactical military studio inspired by true stories from the Second Battle of I can't pronounce that, in 2004 as part of the Iraqi War. So, yeah. They also said this has no involvement with U.S. military and U.S. government. It's not some recruitment ad. So, we'll have to see where they take that and see how people cake with it. So, update on Pokemon Go stuff. Pokemon Go developers create a black developers initiative to fund and support games. Yay! 9 Tech has launched a new game development fund called the Black Developers Initiative, which the company aims to fund and support the development of games made by black creators. Our intention, reads a line from the announcement, is to empower black game AR developers and provide access, resources, support, so they can build amazing games and experiences and inspire people to explore the world together. So, yeah, the teams who are chosen to... Chosen from the Fund will receive five months of funding, executive mentorship, and development support to create a playable prototype. Prototype! The first participant in the program is a studio called Wicked Saints, which is developing a prototype for a game called World Reborn. The title is described as Game of Thrones meet Rivendell with a little dash of Black Mirror. I like the idea. You have my attention now. So you can learn more about the game and the developers behind it in the, in a special video that was published. Which, to qualify for the initiative, teams must lead at least one of the following criteria: the black team members have a direct line to profits to the profits of the game. The company also in is at least 31% black-owned, operated, and controlled, as the base by the NMSD, SDC requirements defined under gener, certifications criteria used by Small Business Administration. Eligibility is established via combinations of screenings, interviews, site visits, post-COVID ownership, if in the case of publicly owned businesses, means that at least 51% of the stock is owned by one or more black members. Black people deriving game vision via a leadership position. Leadership is defined as founder, creative director, lead designer, technical director, lead programmer, art director, lead artist, and producer. The studio team is at least 50% black. Okay, um Okay, give more people opportunities and whatnot. Now I'm probably that guy that thinks that it should not really depend on ethnicity, it should probably depend on talent and ability, regardless of gender, race, belief, or sexuality, because it's time we grew up as a society, but we still need to break down these barriers. So I totally get this. I totally understand where they're coming from. We'll have to see, give people, give more minority people and more, more not as getting pushed as much in, in jobs, marketing, thing as possible. So, yeah, I, I understand. HBO is looking for the right tone for True, Directive season, True Detective Season 4 as it moves forward. So, HBO Chief Content Officer, CCO, Casey Bloys Ace has revealed that work has started on the potential season 4 of the acclaimed anthology cop show, True Detective. They told Deadlo- the, co- the CCO told Deadline that the company has hired new writers to develop the next season. However, they stress that the next season will only move forward if the story is of high quality. It's safe to say we're working with a couple of writers to find the right tone and take. It's definitely an area that can be very interesting, and I think it would be interesting with a new voice. Quality is what's going to guide us if we end up in the scripts, or that we don't feel our representative or not a high enough quality. We're not going to do something just to do it. According to Deadline, the writers have had been working on ideas for the season 4 might include Lucia Prenenzo, who co-created the Argentinian echo thriller Gr- Gr- Gromo, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I to that now. and Europa uh, creator, Sam Levinson, however, HBO and the CCO oh, have not commented on this. The show premiered in season 4 in season 1, back in 2014, starred Matthew McConaughey, and Woody Harrelson, season 2 starring Colin Farrell, oh, Rachel McAdams, and Vince Foe, who arrived in 2015, while season 3, with, Mar- with Ali and Steven Dorff, arrived in 2019. So, <laughs> yeah, True Detective. I never watched True Detective. Well, I did, I, I've never been interested in Detective Crime thrill shows, it was, like, it just, I don't know, i just n- never been interested in it. Like, I've tried watching Law and Order, and besides Goldberg going into a massive hysteria of drug-induced rampage, where he calls himself the erotic god of love, which just seems so out there in a show that's been very meticulous in his style, from what I've seen. Yeah, that was a thing. And this is the guy that says he will not do villainous stuff in the name of children. Way to go, Goldberg. So, anyways, uh, you get to turn to a Viking berserker in Dying Light's next DLC. Yeah, still set, Yeah, developer tech is still adding new content to its zombie sandbox, Dying Light. And the week sees the release of two in-game updates: Viking Raiders of Harren Bundle, which adds Nordic-themed weapons, shields, and skins, and a free Ox Warrior Bundle in celebration of the Chinese New Year. Players can join two new characters in the Raiders of Howard and DLC, earning new gear for the their arsenals such as the, the Ragnarok heavy double axe uh, axe and whatnot, uh, and Asgard's protector shield and four dollar DLC. Each weapon shield will come in two variants, one applying fire damage and standard version with craftable mods. You'll be able to customize your buggy or two skins, which one of which will allow you to use your earth bow. Those few deadly fangs of the undead bodies. <laughs> with the Chinese New Year being celebrated this year... ...Dying Light is joining in on the festivities with the in-game Lunar event... ...that offers a new, a new gold Dao Sword weapon... ...King Mods, Ox Cannon weapon, and, and the Ox character web Warrior skin. The content will arrive for free and is available for in-game shop on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. So, yeah... <laughs> I I was thinking of this, and I was thinking to myself, okay, so can we get Thor Odinson's hammer? Because that would be kind of awesome. Oh, God, that that would be so awesome. Man, it's being insane. Just insane to wield Thor the mighty Mjolnir and just rain hell upon me with lightning. that would be so great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. So, James Cameron's TV series True Lies is getting a remake. It's a pilot order. The TV reboot of James Cameron's 1994 comedy thriller True Lies is in the works. CBS has given a pilot order for the True Lies show to be written by Burno's creator, Matt Nix. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Cameron will be executive producer of the True Lies pilot, with... With Terminator Salvation babysitter, producer, director, or MCG, Disney-owned 20th Century Television will produce the pilot, but there is no news yet on casting. There have been previous attempts to remake The True Lives since a TV show in 2017, and they report that Fox Knight era writer Mark Gunningham um, to work on a new version, with MCG set to direct, however this version never made past the pilot stage. THR states that True Life will follow the same plot as the movie. The film starred Arnold Schwarzenegger as an ordinary computer consultant who leads a secret double life as an international spy. Yeah, when I was about to hear the whole he worked as a computer consultant, I was like, You really expect me to believe Arnold Schwarzenegger would do that? And I'm like, It's still baffling. He was even governor of California for a time. When his wife played, uh, when his wife. Dave discovers the truth about him. She has led to a dangerous and action-packed world of counter-espionage. The movie also starred Bill Paxton and Tom Arnold. Old and made $379 million worldwide at the box office. K- James Cameron's next movie will be a long way sequel to Avatar, which is set to arrive in December 2022. While he's also shooting several Avatar sequels simultaneously in New Zealand, in October, a new Im- image of star Kate Wilson. And you know, on the movies Aquatic set was revealed by produced by right, the producer of the movie. Oh boy. Is everything big and massive having to be filmed in New Zealand now? Like the Lord of the Rings TV series is being filmed in New Zealand? Eh. It's just confusing to me, but True Lies, uh I I could be interested in that, but Turn A Salvation like that was an eh kind of movie, so we'll have to see. Coming out on June 11th, Rift Apart, Ratchet & Clank will arrive on PS5 on June 11th. So, <clears throat> they announced a release date for the upcoming PS5 exclusive shooter platformer, and will cost $30 for the standard edition and $80 for the deluxe edition. Pre-ordering, either version will get you the, will get you a uh, car, bonox, armor, and... F- met weapon. Participating retailers will sell physical editions with these pre-order goodies including as a voucher and whatnot both the armor and the weapon have been updated for the PS5 with the card box armor showing off high definition textures and ray traced reflections. The digital deluxe edition will also include five more armor sets 2020 20, r- raritanium for upgrading your weapons atanium. It sounds like unattainium, but it's just so out there and crazy just to call it that. A sticker pack to use in photo mode, and a digital art book and soundtrack. Isometric Insomniac noted that this new Ratchet and Clank revolves around altering dimensions, which is how Clank gets separated from his usual power ratchet, and instead meets up with a new Lombra- Lombax. The blogmate may be slightly teasing her name, yet to be revealed by telling fans, and hey, there, you'll be feeling rosy soon. Our name's Rose, isn't it? I don't think I could be wrong. But Ratchet & Clank Ripped Apart is said to be a showcase for the exclusivity of the PS5 and even was a major part of the early console presentation. The dimension swapping mechanic that appears to be the heart of the game relies on the SSD quality quick quick loads so it's relatively few first party games that isn't slated for PS4. So, yeah, (laughs) much like how I kept saying Cyberpunk, like how some of you were saying Cyberpunk 2077 should have just been canceled for the old gen consoles and just strictly stayed on the new consoles, but you know, we gotta get them sales in. So, at least the thing thinking now, though, they still have to charge you 70 bucks in the world where microtransaction loot boxes still exist, so... Yeah. HBO Max is set to launch in 39 new territories in June, so get ready for that. Along with HBO Max's recent availability in Roku back in December, this continues the streaming service trajectory of steady expansion since launching in May 2020. So they're set to launch in 39 different territories in June... Um, You can check out the list, and I'm currently excited. Also joining the whole Borderlands movie epic, Jack Black will play Claptrap. There's a rhyming to that, and I don't know why, and I'm pretty sure that's the only reason he's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Jack Black. Jack is back! Back in black! Jack is back! Woo! (laughs) Yeah, he's set to play, set to be Claptrap. Yeah, that's certainly something. So, there will be a show called The Overstory, the next third Netflix show by the creators of Game of Thrones. Owns. They have announced that for their verb project with Netflix, as part of the overall deal with the streaming service, is yet another novel adaptation, and The Hollywood Reporter states the deal will be taking on the Pulitzer Prize-winning book The Overstory, by Richard Powers, and turning it into a live-action drama. The Overstory is described by Netflix as a sweeping and passionate work of activism and resistance that's also a stunning advocation for the natural world. It tells the story of a world alongside ours that is vast, interconnected, resourceful, and magnificently intuitive, and almost invisible to us. A handful of disparate people learn to how to see, learn how to see the world, and are drawn into its unfolding catastrophe. They will be joined by Hugh Jackman as executive producer in the project, with the novel's author also attached as co-executive producer. Ah, so Wolverine is set to help with this. Good, good. Uh so <clears throat> this is. <sighs> All three of these projects, all three of their show projects with um, Netflix, is set to be part of the massive 250 million dollar deal the duo has with Netflix. Okay, so I think they can make this work because let, let's be real, the Game of Thrones crea- the Game of Throne creators David Benef and DB Weiss Weiss or whatever. I kept thinking like, okay, from what I've seen, they seem to have a problem coming up with original content that can make fans happy and they do better being adaptation directors and writers. I feel like that could work. So, yeah, I have no problem with them. If they're adapting more books into movies and TV, fine. So I'm pretty sure they could have been trusted to do a good Star Wars movie because they're working more with a dip- with an established shorts material as opposed to just coming up with their own stuff on the fly. Speaking of Game of Thrones, the prequel House of Dragons has added four and more cast members in in major roles. Harry Potter actress Rhea Ifans has been cast as Otto Hightower, the Hand of the King. Crazy Rich Asian star Sonia Menzo Min- will play Marisa, a woman who came from nothing and rose to immense power. <clears throat> Prince of Persia stands to time Steve, Ter- uh, Steve, I can't pronounce the last name, who will play the Lord, Lord Corliss Villion. A.K.A. the sea snakes, a famed nat, nat... nat whatever, <laughs> an adventurer. Eve Best from *King's Speech* will play princess. Will play the princess who is the dragon rider and wife of the lord, uh, of the prin, uh, of the lord. Yeah, I, sorry, I got that mixed up. Up uh, the new cast members will join up. The already it includes *Doctor Who* actor Matt Smith as da- Damon and Trigarian, Patty Constance as King Varys Trigarian. And the Oliver Olivia Cook, okay, so as High Hightower, and Emmy and Emma as the princess. Ra- Ra- Man, why do these fantasy games have to be so complicated? So yeah, they just got these new characters, on board. So we'll have to see. Good news for Kingdom Hearts fans, but want to play on PC? It's finally coming to PC. Yay, there was much rejoicing until they heard that it was coming exclusively on the Epic Games Store. Why? Why? Oh, man. Why? (laughs) Oh, man. So, anyways, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's very expensive movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, adds Lily Gladstone to its cast. Pretty good, pretty good. I trust Leonardo DiCaprio, so he's an awesome... He's a great actor, so that has gotta be something. Also, coming out in 2022 will be HBO Max's Peacemaker series, coming to January. So, yeah, they just came out... So, the CCO came out with James Gunn's Suicide Squad spinoff, centering around Peacemaker, a.k.a. Joan Cena. <laughs> yeah. Steve finally turns heel, and he's playing a character who loves peace so much he will dot he will fight and kill to protect it. There's something to that character that sounds very hilarious. Disciples returns after a long dormancy with an unselling new trailer for a brand new game. The Disciples series is back with publisher Calypso Media and developer Firma Studio announcing Disciples Libertarian. Liberation, sorry, I don't know why I said Libertarian, will be released on Xbox Series X and S, PS5, Xbox One, PS4, and PC in the fourth quarter of 2021. The Dark Fantasy Strategy RPG franchise has since seen a new entry since Disciple 3, which came out over a decade ago. So, yeah, for those who love Disciples, get ready, your your presses series is coming back. Also, as part of the COVID pandemic, because of course it is, this WonderCon 2021 has been cancelled and will be folded instead into the upcoming C- WonderCon at Home event and as part of the whole Comic Con at Home event initiative and for the second year running from March 26th to 27th. It will be reducing schedules to three, then, th- then three from two to three, wait, from three to two due to the limited financial resources after the 2020's cancellation of digital events yeah that sounds about right so yeah the COVID virus is still being a pain but and, and to further compound the situation with this Black Widow is still set to release in theaters even though at this point we should just give up up and just push it to Disney Plus Premium um, instead they're saying yeah we, we could delay it again we can afford it yeah that, that probably is not going to be worth it just put it on premium and you'll probably make some cash out of it so, yeah. DC Comics has announced they have revealed that they have revised the Milestone comic imprint launch relaunch plans. As part of this, uh, there is a change of plans in DC's long simmering relaunch of the Milestone superheroes, which with the first series delayed by two months, stag shock. In addition, the creative teams for in a second new Milestone series are no longer confirmed. Are no longer confirmed. Revised details scheduled to be announced later this year. In the stead of the delayed tile, DC is digitally releasing the digital exclusive Milestone 2021 shot that was originally only available for a few days as part of the DC Fandom um, Hall of Heroes. This new infinite edition of Milestone Returns number 0 will include 24 pages of complete new material. This is a de- added content includes a retelling of the events of the Big Bang, police brutality, then released a super, so a super wave of... Superpowers in the Wave of Dakota. The 4 dollars 99 Director's Cut, because that's what it just read, and also features content introducing the full new creators behind Stack, Icon, Rocket, and Hardware. The digital first series spawned by this new Big Bang, along with the reveal of the issue one covers. Milestone Returns Infinite Edition number zero, number zero goes on sale digitally February 26th with a print edition landing for May 25th. So, they're currently working on the branding name of Earth M, and are now scheduled to relaunch as my calls Milestone Mondays. So, yeah, get ready for all that. I know people wanted to see Stack and everyone else come back again, but we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Hang in there, everyone. So, Batman the Dark Knight series is no more. It's just getting a renamed, so don't worry about that. The Dark Knight by Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert is going through a major change. A name change. DC has informed retailers that the six-issue limited series will now be titled Batman The Detective. While DC didn't explain the change, one possibility is that the similarity entitled to DC's long-running Dark Knight franchise series by writer and artist Frank Miller since the original Batman Dark Knight Returns, all the sequels and follow-ups in the series have led with the famous Batman and the Dark Knight, including Batman and the Dark Knight, The Master Race, illustrated by Kubert. Uh DC may be trying to avoid retailer reading retailers and reading confusion over the new Taylor and Kubert series with a new entry in the franchise. With the possible confusion m- mitigated that w- what is the detective about is a story where Batman goes to Europe and becomes entangled with a new villain called Equilibrium. So, I'm interested in that series. Like, like I said, I, I, when I talked about this, it's part of that big infinite frontier relaunch, but it's again another whole we need to build more Batman books, even though we have like three different Batman with four more on the way. It is really annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh Marvel's X Corp series, part of the reign of X now, is set to release he's back on track with a new with a creative team release a mission. X Corp will involve Archangel and Anne will lead this ongoing n- new series. Issa will give a corporate minded twist to the mutant super scene concept. A scalp or teeny Howard will p- pilot the series, joined by Dan Deere, artist it's Alberto Forrish, making his Marvel debut. The deals have been made. Mutant is safe on Kakoa as the reign of X continues. What are the wants of the mutants who have everything? Leading the charge is X Corporation, headed by CXOs Monets, Zane, Corks, Excellent, Warren Worthington, a duo as cutthroat and ruthless in the boardroom as they are on the battlefield. The X needs more than just tie its figureheads. As Monette sets out to the staff with their team, he was some of the brightest and most deviant minds in Mutant kind. Warren finds himself in a tense confrontation with Kirkos for his allies. He wants to know what the truth of on Archangel's wings. Will X crash or soar? Huh, oh, man. They will say this to introduce new concepts that are organized to the Marvel Universe as we know it. They promised that we're sword, so take it that what you will. For her part, writer Tina Howard says build off previous business-minded versions of Marvel Mutant Team, such as New X-Men and All-New X-Factor, and that she was actively test-driving her version of it in the recent Empire X-Men limited series, which featured this team. So... Empire X Men gave me the chance to test drive some of the earliest concepts, Angel Limona as du- as dual CXOs, post Jamie Madrock by their side and they're cleaning up with some of Charles Xavier's portfolio. Since then I reworked the book entirely and you'll know exactly what you've waited until now to see what they're up to. I got a corporate pass myself and it's all going into this book. X Corp, we're simply superior. Ah yes. Prove that you're simply superior by bragging that you're simply superior. Also, as part of the continuing confusion that we must saturate this market with Batman books, the iconic series *Legends of the Dark Knight* right, will return in May as a digital exclusive, as part of the, called the robust expansion of the line. It is the second high-profile digital first title of DC Comics has been announced this week, along with the Justice League murder mystery *Last Ride*. Weekly digital touches of the new series will begin Friday, April 2nd, and print versions will debut on Mar- on Tuesday, May 18th. So... Yeah. Originally debuting in 1989 during the rapid expansion of the comic book direct market was what is colloquial cult known as the Speculation Era. Legends of the Dark Knight was an anthology that recruited who- who's who Batman creators in this era, including Denny O'Neill, Grant Morrison, Ed Harrington, Harrigan, and Mike W. Barr, Doug Munch, Joey Jose Lucy Garcia Lopez, Klaus Jansen, and others. Yeah, um, yeah, their efforts yielded unforgettable stories for the comic book fans, such as Salmon Prey, which redefined the evil and twisted Dr. Hugo Strange, Gotham, and Venom, the story that introduced the dangerous super steroid to a sent to priesthood prison inmate who would later be known as Burn. I was born in the task. So yeah, the new vision was released initially on digital platforms as a ten-page weekly chapters, first with two digital chapters making one comic print issue. According to DC, Legends of the Dark Knight will serve as a place for both well-known and up-and-coming com- creative talent to tell new evergreen stories, appealing to a wide variety of fans. All based on one of the most beloved and enduring characters in popular culture. He's also the most oversaturated and overly used character in popular culture. Like he's everywhere now. Like, uh, oh god, there's just so much bat books going around. It's so annoying, honestly. At this point, <laughs> god. so in a more shocking twist for Doctor Doom, he has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. Part of his potential face turn because because Hickman did it, and they reversed that idea. So yeah yeah so oh man the galaxy no longer needs heroes and needs superheroes not deputized by the galactic council wait the guardians of the galaxy were never deputized until literally just now wait how many times have they saved the universe Yeah, yeah whatever the Guardians need new members to tackle the deadliest threats yet. So, Victor Von Doom. Why? Yeah, so. Victor Von Doom is part of the Guardians of the Galaxy now? Okay. However, I must deliver some passing news on this. The King in Black! The King in Black! The King in Black! Number 5 has been delayed. that now delays other tie-in comics, so they don't spoil anything. So, that means Fantastic Four will be late, which is a King in Black tie-in, issue 30 to be precise. Namor is delayed. King in Black Planet of the symbiots number 3, has been delayed. Venom 200 has been delayed. A non-stop Spider-Man number one has been delayed. So, yeah. About a couple, about, what, two weeks or so? But, yeah, it sucks while around. But we gotta get this story completed and the universe to be caught up to it. can't 4 to be reckless. You well to remember that. Also, to those who love G4, uh, X... Adam Sizzler and Attack of the Show's Kevin Peria are officially returning to G4. Yay! For those, I don't remember them that match. Except for X-Play. I remember that, but I honestly don't remember them. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so they're set to return, they're officially returning to G4 and will be hosting the revivals of X-Play and Attack of the Show, respectively. While G4 recently confirmed that X-Play and Attack of the Show will be returning, this is the first official confirmation that Sizzler Larry and Kevin are officially returning to the, rejoin the network. So, good luck with that! Also, um, Overwatch X lead writer working on a new multiplayer game, action game, for character action game for 2K. The ex-lead writer of Overwatch, M- Michael Chu, who is working on a multiplayer character action game for the th- new 2K Game Studio, 31st Union, Twitter user a Twitter user put together a thread looking you know, at 31st Union jobs opening. The most telling negative info comes from a senior software listing, which calls a multi-platform multiplayer character action game, which sounds similar to the premise to other hero series such as Overwatch and Team Fortress Two. Oh man. So, yeah, the details also list calls the game a AAA game. This is candidate familiar with p s four, Xbox one, iOS, and Android development tools. Our listings mentioned familiarity with the Unreal Engine 4 suggesting so this game will be aim as being built in and X Overwatch Wire joined the 31st Union in July 2020. He mentions the in a blog post on the studio's website that he's passionate about creating inclusive characters, and has found a studio that represents those values in the 31st Union. Our mission is to not only tell diverse, representative stories, but to create better systems that will enable us to authentically and accurately represent unre- underrepresented groups from around the world. Perhaps most importantly, to foster an inclusive environment where those stories are told by a broad and diverse group of creators who speak their own voices from their own experiences yep okay well I can work with that but they gotta be careful with this Team Fortress 2 and Overwatch kind of corner of the market right now in teen character shooters Ooh. sorry so the Wonder Girl series I was going to feature uh, Yari Floor has not is not going to be picked up by the CW. Tragic. Uh, Darian Rodriguez, the executive producer and co-showrunner of Queen of the South, came out and says that, yep, it's not happening, saying this, some sad news for all those asking Wonder is not getting picked up by CW. I was very proud of the script I wrote, which I could have shared in the world I created, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be. Thanks for everyone's enthusiasm. It meant a lot to me. I'm curious to know why they canceled it. No details have been coming out yet, but I would have loved to see what they had brought to the table, especially since they had went, since they could have counted that Wonder Girl would have been representing the first Latina superhero title in the characters, or superhero title character of a DC TV series. So, yeah. Sadly, for those who want to see Halo Wars three, it's not in the works, leaving rumors open for another different spinoff. 343 Industry has confirmed that it's not working on a Halo Wars game after a job listing suggested an unannounced Halo project in the words, The announcement leaves open speculation about the less expected spinoff. Uh, in this in the week's Halo community update, the 343 team made it clear about the future of the Halo subseries. 343 Industries has no current plans for the Halo Wars 2 work, including... In content updates, balance patches bringing the titles to other platforms or a new game in the series. There are no plans for the development team to re-engage for Halo Wars 2, and we aren't working on a new game in the series at this time. However, if you are fans, there was a glimmer of hope. We're specifically never going to say is never say never, because, well, who knows what the future may bring. This especially is interesting in giving every report on the job earlier for the, so that suggested a new project for the Halo universe was listed. It in development. A project made many took to me Halo Wars 3 was on the way. I didn't even think Halo Wars 3 at all, honestly. With that possibility not closed, speculation is more open, but as the team is moving forward to a new spinoff or a separate Halo game as the rest of the studio wraps up to work on Halo Infinite. the Unconfirmed rumors suggest that it could be a spinoff of the works focusing on Halo 5's Fire team, Osiris. for what we'd like to see. Yeah, Halo Horror Game, maybe? What? A- Officially blog post claims that talent behind Halo Wars is shifting its focus to support the Master Chief collection and plenty of ongoing work to support the Halo franchise. Uh yeah. <clears throat> Still, um Yeah, it, it's kinda interesting on this. I would like to see this happen, but at the moment, uh I don't see that happening since they have since they're working out Halo Infinite and will be working on it for ten years, I must stress. So you're so we're gonna have to figure out something to make this work. So <clears throat> the artist Ed Piscor has built has built a reputation crafting some of the most visually intuitive comics, and stands including X Men Grand Designs and Hip Hop Family Tree. Now he is making the journey to create his own horror comic, Red Room. IGW can debut exclusive preview of the first issue in their little slideshow gallery, so check them out on the Red Room exclusive preview. Twitch is now investigating bug that won't allow autistic users to self identify in profiles. Coming out, with a tweet, coming out with a tweet, someone called them out saying, Yo, Twitch, I can't. Can someone tell me? Why I can't use the word autistic in my about section, you know, the diagnosed disability I have, it's important to me to carry this information to people, oh, because it affects how I communicate. More tweets follow suit saying, right, yep, I think I've cracked it. Twitch won't allow you in your bio to put autistic as the first descriptor in the list of self descriptors, even though that's what many would naturally place it. Putting it before another minority status trip trip moderation. And, yeah, this IGN tested this and confirmed that, yeah, the observation was true, with certain combination of descriptions including the word autistic being automatically rejected by, while others were permitted. In several conversations around IGN, Dale noted that the issue didn't appear to be tied to Automod's suggest settings across the platform and was rather specific to user profiles. They reached out to Twitch to ask if this was a deliberate move or if it was, as Dale positioned an accidental trip off the off, trip off the, of the Automod, a Twitch spokesperson offered the following reply. We've been experimenting with the use, with the use of auto across user profiles and BIOS as part of our ongoing work to help keep communities safe from harassment. Our intent is not to preclude people from self-identifying. We'll be updating our system in the coming weeks with this feedback in mind. Yeah, Twitch has been making the effort to crack down on harassment across the platform, including implementing a new policy as of January 2020. Twenty-second, that included a stricter rules on the use of targeted or hateful language including flagging words that can be used in a natural manner, for instance virgin but are also frequently used as insults. It also removed the polymer face of the popular Pollack champ emo after, Ryan, after the pogchamp champ guy he appeared to encourage further violence at the insurgency of the Capitol Hill On January. Users will now vote for a new face of the pogchamp champ emo today in this video at the time of this week so yeah that happened I don't use Twitch I have a Twitch account I try to get into it but I'm just not clicking with it so I just moved on and focused more on YouTube content and podcasting Ubisoft has announced that Ubisoft Massive confirms more content is planned for 2021 for the Division 2 the Division 2's title update number 12 was meant to be the last title update for the game, but USI has changed his mind and has confirmed that more content is on the way in this, later this year. USF Massive posted a message from the Division team on Reddit saying that this new content is due to your continuous passion and support. Today, we are thrilled to confirm that there will be additional content for the Division 2 release later this year. It is because of your continuous support and passion, and which enables us to continue to build upon Division 2 experience. We cannot thank you enough for that. So, you know, notice the title update 12 was originally meant to be the last major title update for Division 2. Oh, but thanks to your continued support, we are now in the early stages of development for first content to release later this year in 2021. While there are no details real as to what this content may be, users are promised we, quote, won't have to wait too long. So, fans of the Division 2 are probably ecstatic. Casey, a.k.a. the. Girlfriend of Ricochet has came out with a quote response to the criticism being seen in public without a mask. I have been very vocal about the coronavirus. She, but I was like, okay, okay. She made a statement. Let's hear what she has to say. If she pulled the cephrons in Nia Jack's car, where they just ignore the car, the criticism completely, then we'll have a problem. Then I get to call her out on it. And rather than if I make a wrestleverse video where I condemn her actions. And ultimately criticize criticized her to no end in probably thirty minutes to an hour so NXT performer Casey has posted a video response to criticism over being, not being over being seen in public not wearing a mask, receiving backlash from fans for still swimming, for patronizing a restaurant along pa- patronizing a restaurant along with friends prior to the sewer and were not seen wearing masks. She explained that she has been masking when necessary during the pandemic and is otherwise following local guidelines. I just wanted to get out here and talk and be able to talk to everyone for a minute that I know people are concerned that I was at a restaurant over the weekend and I want everyone to know that I hear you and I appreciate the concern. Yeah, it's more like, uh, can you stop breaking the rule and ultimately like, put on a mask? Like, didn't you host a party with uh, over 10 people and reportedly one of them was Marty Skrull, so clearly he's doing alright despite, you know, his career pretty, pretty much being on pause. But, uh, Yeah. Here I live in Florida, the worst state currently going right now, because they want to top everything up. uh, Because they want to be the America of the America that must top the coronavirus pandemic somehow. Oh. Florida restaurants are open to a certain capacity. You have to wear a mask when you go in, and when you leave, you leave. Really, any time we aren't sitting down at the table, we have to have a mask. That's when we are sitting down to eat and drink. I think we are allowed to take our masks off. I know that that's part of what people saw and that people were upset with. Okay, here, here's the thing. Every time when I saw that video, my problem wasn't strictly because she's not wearing a mask. It's because it felt that place was super busy. Like, beyond what guidelines usually recommend in Florida. Like, come on. And the problem looks like that it looks so cramped that it didn't, like... I've been to restaurants during this COVID crisis and I have followed all the procedures, but every place I've been to, but the one restaurant I've been to the most have always had always cut, always locked down two tables that separate enough space for us to maintain distance. And therefore we wouldn't risk getting spreading with the virus or interacting off of each other or it would just be between our small little friend and click or just one person or two people. But for the bar that they were at, which looked like a bar—I could be wrong—if it was, it was a restaurant. She's saying it looked packed. It was loud. It was commotions up across the board. Even if you followed the ruling, but shouldn't you have been like getting alarm bells in your head, you know, not to publish this on social media where you know the internet will attack you, especially with everything going on, and especially when you gotta consider. That, well, how do I say this delicately? Without offending anyone, um, you're we don't see with we we will make the assumptions. That's the internet's mentality. We will make that assumption, even though we don't know the full story going on. But here's the thing: if I was Casey's position and I went to that bar or restaurant. And there was that many people in there all crowded around. I would have left. I would not have went in. I would have left. I would have just said, look, can we just eat at home? Because this is a terrible idea. So, yeah. She has apologized. And I use that term quotely. um, About this and saying I understand your concern and I want you to know that I do care about the safety of others around me and myself. I follow all the protocol. Luckily for me, with work, we get tested at least once a week, and not twice sometimes. I carry my hand sanitizer with me everywhere, and everywhere that we have to, I wear my mask. Okay, uh, you realize WWE has had multiple breakouts. Drew McIntyre got that, and they fired Steve Cutler just for getting sick, which means that three-fourths of the roster is pretty much dead to him. So... Um Drew's pretty much gone, but, you know, they're not going to do that because he's their champion and because he's not Steve Cutler which means Drew has more value all of you suck mentality. But, yeah. I'm sorry that this moment made people think otherwise and I just want you all to know that I hear you. I appreciate the concern. I'm looking out for the safety of others around me as well as I'm trying to take care of myself the best I can. I wish the best for everybody. Okay. So, Yeah, I already provided the peanut gallery commentary on that, but there is one last piece of news to end this uh, to end this podcast on. Triple H has revealed that he doesn't want too many belts, too many titles in NXT, but feels the women's division may warrant another belt. Triple H has admitted that he doesn't like it when promotions have too many championships because he feels the champions should be sacred. But when asked if the women's division could potentially see another title, he said, "Title the division's depth potentially warranting a new title." Okay, Triple H, I just want to point this very delicately out. I think your company, your place of work, is the biggest company that has so many titles to the point it's virtually a participation trophy. I mean, let's see. If if Vince acknowledges NXT, let's acknowledge NXT's existence, you have the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, The U.S. Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, the SmackDown Women's title, the Raw Women's title. You got, let's see, the NXT title, the NXT North American title, the NXT Women's title. You also got the NXT Tag Team titles, the NXT UK titles, and the NXT Women's women's title. Twelve belts. And now you're saying this could warrant that the women's division could warrant another one. So that makes it 13. You have 13 belts running around in multiple brands. Oh, let's acknowledge it. Let's bring, tragically acknowledge it. The 24 7 belt. So that's. 14 belts that would be acknowledged in WWE so 14 13 belts right now We're 14 potentially on the way because of how big the women's division is in NXT which means We're gonna be dealing with this for a long time Which I'm starting to think they should just do a storyline called crisis on infinite titles or crisis of infinite Championships because there's that many tiles at this point every belt now feels like it's a participation trophy because you could have the NXT champions show up, oh, nope, there's the world champion, oh, no, it's the universal champion, and it just devalues the tiles when you have so many world titles coming in, and And I would only understand it if this was interpromotional stuff. Like New Japan, AEW, Impact Wrestling, all coming in with their titles because they're different companies. WWE is one company, and as much as Vince doesn't want to acknowledge it, NXT is part of WWE as much as he probably hates that mere concept. So, yeah, he said almost half the card of it is made entirely made up of women. Looking at the depth behind them, the division's is incredible, and only getting stronger. The current class coming in at the performance center, the, this rookie class coming in very soon, is the largest female class we had in history, so that speaks of us of the commitment of where we're going with the female performers and seeing them as exactly that, as performers and nothing else, and really trying to strengthen that even further. When asked, I think the, those conversations happen. I think when you always are looking to make everything that it can be, you all, but you also want to make sure that you don't water things down. I'm not a big believer in having eight, 38 titles in an organization just making their way to a different title at any given time. I don't believe that it's always about those championships. There's different storytelling, but there's definitely a thought that's in mind of who will see where it goes. I think especially as the learning division has increased in size, people we were talking about that a few years ago, but I don't believe that depth and size at the time i missed if it was there and it's getting to that point now so those are now conversations that are had that are had a lot yeah this was part of the big media call so get ready everyone we might have a 14th championship belt running around in wwe yippee so (laughs) i hope you all enjoyed the show uh be sure to check out my other content and everything. I'll see you all next time. Here's the outro for everyone. Stay tuned, everybody, for next week and for the next two episodes. Also, I'll see you all next time. Take care and peace out.
0: Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.